0: Everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. It is our 318th episode being recorded on September 17th, 2014. I'm Ryan Schraub.
1: I'm Jeremy Hellstrom.
0: I'm Josh Walruth. And I'm Alan Malvatana. Jeremy, you're looking quite dapper today. If I do say Why, so. Why? Thank you. Yeah, the lighting is good. You've thought got I'd a, support my oh, abs. Oh, okay. No, never mind. No, I, I, I thought that'd ruin hey, it for we, you. Can we all sing a song together? I've got. I Canadians it in Sunday Jer- school, Jersey. What, no, what
2: go. you go to Sunday school? Podcast three eighteen for Ryan. So loved the world that he gave his only. <laughs> you don't podcast three
0: mm-hmm. eighteen. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. right at. It's right after. <laughs> are you going
2: to put some uh, things under your eyes? Yes. And do PC Per three eighteen?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, so I'm gonna do the pot, the show next week. Okay. P C per three colon nineteen. There you go. Uh if you joined us live, sorry about all the hiccups, uh, but we are uh now streaming and things are working, at least we think so i guess uh but you can take part in all this excitement at pcper.com slash live if you want to and uh if you want to know when we go live you can sign up for our mailing list here at pcper.com slash subscribe and uh, uh you can see nope we can see uh here in just a second we'll be able to see exactly what it is that we're talking about how about that oh there it is subscribe. Give us your name, give us your email address, and uh, boom, you will be uh, on our little email list. That's all we really use it for. And there you go. So uh, last week apparently was super busy, and that's why I skipped that show. Hey, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) This week, a little bit lighter on our own review size, but a lot of stuff is happening in the next week or two. And also uh, a lot of news coming out this week. So let's go ahead and jump into the story since we started a bit late. And let's talk about the EVGA Supernova 1200 P2 Platinum Power Supply Review. That's a lot of words. Um, Yeah, you know, Supernova 1200 P2 Platinum Power Supply Review. Right. Right. Uh this is, as the name suggests, a 1200 watt power supply from our uh buddies there at EVGA, a 10-year warranty on this power supply, which I think is uh pretty substantial. 80 plus platinum certified. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see, a single high power 12-volt rail and a 140 millimeter dual ball-bearing cooling fan uh, are kind of the standout features of this. Um the, the eighty plus platinum means ninety to ninety two per 92 to ninety four percent efficiency under typical loads, which is actually uh, pretty good It'll save you money on power, but it will cost you more when you buy it uh the twelve hundred watt unit will sell for like two hundred and twenty five bucks yeah which is a lot for a power supply that is um does it arc weld it i mean it could we yeah, ask probably. this question every time and it's always a letdown because we've never actually done that with anything. we need to do that we could. We could. It only it only does 99.9 amps on the 12 volt rail. <laughs> only. Yeah. Only.
2: Yeah. You know you've got a nuclear sub technician and an electrical engineer that lives close. Why why is this not done yet?
0: I don't. Um, we're, we're pretty. Busy and you got Ken busy.
1: to operate it, so. Yeah,
0: and have you have got to Ken, Ken he to can, be close to it when it first starts up. He could do some 3D printing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be the neutron Makes sense. shield. Uh, I mean, look at all the cables that this thing comes with as well. Like it's a it's a fully modular piece, right? And you get all you got definitely got support for quad SLI, uh quad crossfire. Oh, it's like everything uh, modular, even like the ATX connector. Yeah, yeah, was. yeah. Wow. Eco mode, pff, who needs that? Um Yeah, you can see here's the back of it. Fully modular, including those ATX. Uh, connectors and the eight pin pcie power connectors we can see you've got lots of space for they've got sata specific labeled peripheral specific labeled cpu and then vga six of those as well so i guess maybe only technically three-way sli or crossfire unless the cables are set up different. look at that look at that's like a that's amazing it looks like some of those pcie are it's two so
2: it's like cthulhu threw up over stuff
0: they do, yeah. EVGA does sell uh, colored cables, sleeved, individually sleeved cables in black, red, blue, or white. They are kind of expensive as well; another ninety bucks if you want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, there is the inside of a 1200-watt power supply. Looks pretty busy. Look at the size of those caps. Yep. <laughs> Sir, don't don't touch those things while it's on. Would be my guess. Don't touch the bottom of them. The bo- top of them's fine. Yeah. Just lick the top of it. Uh,
1: yes, yes, lick the top of it. <laughs> please do. On video, please.
0: Um, While arc welding. Okay, alright, alright. Yes. Um, so, this is, this is obviously a, a power supply meant for people who are doing a lot more with their PC than just one video card and one SSD and one hard drive, right?
3: As is the case of pretty much anything over 600 watts, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: like that's like three screens of red tube <laughs> hmm. at once in HD.
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be. I think. I think my six hundred watt power supply could handle that, though. Johnny's-
2: well, no. But we're talking about the Hitachi USB attachment. Mm, oh. yeah. Okay. You okay.
3: need 4 K panels to drive that.
0: Uh, so you do get a ten year warranty. The eighty plus platinum, uh, very good uh, voltage regulation within two percent uh, in terms of ripple and noise. Haswell ready, all that goodness. Uh, very, EVGA has done a very good job on their power supply brands, and they've done a very good job, kind of, you know, over-engineering this type of stuff, right? So, uh, if you're looking for a high-end power supply, check out this review that Lee wrote up. Uh, the only negative he had was it does not support EVGA's own Supernova monitoring software, which seems kind of dumb considering it's called the EVGA Supernova 1200.
1: I don't think much actually supports that.
0: Huh. Yeah, I think it came it seems out with like a PSU a and that was sort thing. of hit. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it turns out not that many people wanted to monitor their power supply. Probably not. Rails and stuff.
3: But, you know. And people that do are monitoring it at the motherboard anyway. Like yeah. those overclocking motherboards that have the.
0: I liked what it, what it could do. I don't know how often I'd ever look at the monitoring information, but it was neat to see that information. Yeah. But- well, I mean, like yeah, the,
3: the-, the voltages at the power supply aren't really what you want. Like, you really want the voltages at the system because there's voltage drop across the yeah. lines and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that's true. You
2: know. Are they coming out with a champagne supernova?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> you can actually get this in champagne color instead of black, and then you're fine. Or maybe you can get champagne-sleeved cables.
1: Yeah, they do sell different colored
0: cables. Yeah, But not champagne. So there you no. go. I'm telling them they're missing out Yet. something. Yet. Uh, let's talk about uh, Maury. A little while ago, went to an ECS press event. Mm-hmm. And um, surprisingly, didn't talk about any new versions of uh, dust filter or dust protector, dust guard? I was a little disappointed. CMOS batteries? I'm sure they talked about CMOS battery placement. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that was a they thing. They must have. It was interesting, right? So ECS, a company that's been around forever, has kind of fallen off on the like enthusiast side for a while. They're trying to get back up into that. They're trying to broaden their, kinda, uh, their brand here in the U.S. And they're doing it through a bunch of different things, not just motherboards. For example, the... I don't know, Liva, 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 hmm. I don't know, it's Be pronounced Las Vegas? <laughs> world's <laughs> smallest, <laughs> world's smallest Windows-based mini PC kit, and here you can see a breakdown of what we're talking about here, a Baytrail M-based processor, uh, 3264 gigs of eMMC, 2 gigs of memory, M.2 uh, interface on the other side. Uh, micro USB power connector. Doesn't look like USB anything 3. is. HDMI?
3: I don't see anything that's really a kit in that. It's like everything's on the board already.
0: Well, you're just going to yep. plug it in.
3: Oh. Yeah. So that's a kit. You just connect I'm pretty the power sure that's cord. a
0: VGA cable they're using back there. Is that? Yep. D sub.
1: Yeah, that's
2: a D sub. Oh. All right. And HDMI.
0: What's that remote? And thing? HDMI too. Yeah. It's a pretty snazzy looking remote. Yeah, that. I think that's touched on a little bit later. We can see. I mean, it is, it is very small. It does have decent amount of features. It all is. It's passively cooled. Look there's Yeah, look at that heat oh, yeah. oh, it's movable. It you is. You can put it wherever you want. You can want. stick that shit anywhere you want to. Wow. Uh, so there's, they had that platform. They uh, did talk about uh, the jeez. Oh, Leet Series Z97 motherboards that you see uh, placed right here. Yeah, yeah. Gank machine, Gank machine drone, and drone Huh. Uh, notable Z97 machine motherboard features include ECS Durathon technology, not Duron. The Durathon. naming seems really <laughs> weird on all of Yeah. This. Six phase power, ESD projection, uh, so I don't like run across the carpet and bust it, maybe? I don't know. You know, somebody um, maybe
2: should go and offer them their marketing services.
0: Yeah. Just yeah.
3: AMD. I don't know. Yeah. Someone in the chat says needs more AMD.
0: He's more AMD. I
3: don't know what they mean by that. Maybe marketing names. The two
1: can of them together could come up with the most confusing marketing
2: slogans Could you ever. imagine you Andy Roy that. at ECS doing Dust Shield?
0: Uh, oh, I yes, can, I can now. Cutting off the side. Never mind. I'll handle it. Uh they also had the z 97 pk which is a, a budget motherboard meant to team with the uh, Pentium G30, what is that, the 3258? Yeah. Right? So you can basically package this motherboard with that processor for under $150. That's actually pretty awesome. Uh, and then, of course, they packed in at least twice as much dollars worth of Dominator memory <laughs> <laughs> into the demo system there. Um Fairly light on features, as you'd expect, for the budget. But, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. And then, of course, upcoming is the Liva, Liva Liva modding contest, which is starting. But what up if right it actually now. is Luau? Maybe. It could be. And didn't you just have some of that lately? A Luau? Yeah.
2: No. No, it was just a California barbecue.
0: It on a beach. It, it wasn't even really that. Oh. Uh. It wasn't. It was was, was get, it, it was, as impressive it was, as the last mod was, in this It was more uh, like a lube, uh, 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 a limbo contest. Really. So mm. here's one. They took one and they added lights to it, right? That's pretty cool. Uh, or about this one right here where they made a grill. That's a hibachi. Do you think that's actually cooking anything? I hope what? not.
1: The Core M? Mm, it might dry it over a couple of days. No, this days. is Bay
0: Trail. This isn't Core M. It yeah. is. It acts like a dehydrator. Yeah. Put your fruit on the grate. <laughs> But if you are interested in that, uh, ECS is running a modding contest with uh, apparently $1,000 you can win for first prize. So keep that in mind. I think Mario will have another post on it eventually uh, upcoming as well. Uh, another review that uh, we'll, we'll mention real quick is the uh, Fractal Design Core 3300 ATX case. Sebastian wrote this up. And uh, that's the case. That's what it looks like. Kind of looks like the Corsair. Two hundred series. It looks kind of.
1: It looks like a case. It
0: looks, yeah, it looks like a case.
1: Not according to the commenters. No, what do they say? They really did not like this thing. It's
0: kind of it's kind of stylistically pretty boring. I you know I admit I admit that, but uh, uh, EATX support. Yeah, it's still got. If you got
2: if you got a femur bone, you could go crazy around it.
0: Yeah, it's called the funk. No, (laughs) Uh, I mean it just kind of. It just kind of looks like a case. It's got air filters on the bottom. It's got USB three on the front. It's got places to route cables. That's kind of a standard. Oh, thing, I you know? hate that. That um, the what?
2: The 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 hard drive. Oh, this. Oh, that's mounted. Oh, oh. oh, not
3: Dislike. gonna like that. Yeah. Does the front come off easily or no? Because mm. if the front unsnaps easily, then
0: it doesn't look like it would be oh, real no, easy because there's, there's fans, fans in the way.
3: There. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah.
1: You know. And it looks like it has your pet peeve. I don't think you can t- t- pull out the bottom uh, filter without lifting it up.
0: Ugh, Ugh. I do hate that. It uh, Looks like it's got you mount the two and a half inch drives on the outside of that uh, thing you were talking about there, Josh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So you know, I mean, it, it's not so. I mean, that looks okay. That looks pretty good. You know, I mean, it, but it just doesn't have any sex appeal. It's not. It's not interesting. And also, there's no hard drives in here, so that makes me curious. Uh, storage drive bracket is inconvenient for drive swaps, says Sebastian, which sounds accurate. No <laughs> yes. grommets to protect cable routing cutouts. No side window to show off the build. Uh, he did say it was a good build quality. Filters on the front and bottom intake. Too quiet. 140 millimeter fans are included. And uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good, I guess. Um, you
2: know, if, if somebody was going to build something for, like, a business... It's not flashy, it's not overbearing, it's got good quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's fifty five dollars. I mean, yeah, fifty-five bucks and you're not gonna be swapping stuff out and it's got good airflow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's probably what they're going at, right? I mean it's hard it's hard to do something super, super innovative at, at fifty bucks or sixty bucks really. So yeah. interesting to see how that does, if that catches on. If like some of those people that are building the super budget systems kinda like latch onto it. It is possible. Now, uh, we do have another SSD to talk about as well, the ADATA SP610. Uh, Apparently, it's an SSD. It is. Four of them. In fact, it's – I don't – what just happened on
2: my computer? Uh, SSDs are just such a new technology that is exciting.
0: Is this um, – sometimes storage demands SSD. What's that? What? What? What's it stand for?
3: You just made me Teach like... Teach us. You made my IQ drop just then. what so I'm going for it.
0: Oh, okay. Solid State Drive. All right. What is, what, what is this similar to that we have seen? Is this the It same is similar controller?
3: to the last two SSD reviews we've done. The,
0: so, the, the
4: uh, Angel
2: Knight or... The Angel, Angel? Bird. Okay, Angel, okay. Bird. Angel Tears. Uh,
3: Angel Bird SSD work. And the uh, Corsair Force LX. Okay. Right? And that this diagram that I'm looking at is what exactly? That's the block diagram for the controller, which is silicon motion twenty two forty six E N the Okay, yes, I see that. Right. Fine so for okay. all of those SSDs, including this A, this round of A data, uh, they are all using micron twenty nanometer flash. they mm-hmm. They're all using this silica motion controller.
0: Their flash says A data on it. Does that make it they're just Different. packaging it themselves. Okay. It's the same so it's, on the it's inside. it's the same. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think they're packaging it themselves to save some money, uh, because this series it runs around ten cents a gig, cheaper than the Force LX, mm-hmm. which wasn't turn cheaper than the SSD work. So this is the lowest cost so far that we've seen. Okay. As far as a you know. So before SSDs. I go
0: look at the real prices as of today, uh-huh. what what are you expecting performance wise out of these? So the good, bad, and different?
3: There's kind of good and bad with it. Uh, this controller is surprisingly good on sequentials, sequential reads. It's surprisingly good on response time when it comes to uh, cue depth of one sequential read. Okay. Like when you're only giving the drive one instruction at a time, it almost acts as if that controller does some kind of prefetching in the background and maybe kind of buffers ahead, assuming that you're going is to be reading. Is that the
0: most common use case for a consumer? Uh. QD I mean, one. that would
3: happen sometimes, it's just if you had a game loading from one file, and it was only one thread, and for some reason the game didn't let, like, the the access stack up, like, with a queue. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's like a, it's like a threading thing, right? So some games might access files a certain way, and some might not, that kind of thing. As far as uh, raw, like, IOS per second, it's not spectacular, but it's not really bad either. Right, it's it's it falls a little bit behind all the current generation stuff like the, you know, 850 Pro. Those are just yeah, fire breathing yeah, yeah, SSDs yeah. with brand new controllers. Realize this controller came out a little over a year ago, when it was launched, and we have a, a news post with a bunch of detail like when it actually launched in in 2013, but we didn't see it show up in products for a while. So, so
0: like the last two months or so.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it was more initially it was more in like OEM kind of stuff, like stuff that wouldn't have been retail packaged. Yeah. drives and then more recently it's kind of trickled into you know the drives that we're seeing now. Gotcha. Um,
0: so I mean it's good if you can get a deal on it. Uh, I wouldn't pass it up. So the uh, 1 terabyte drive is currently selling for $470. The 512 drive is selling for 240. All these prices are still accurate based on my Amazon click-throughs. Uh, 256 gig for $120 and 128 gig for $70. Obviously, your best deals—they're uh, essentially the same at two fifty-six, five twelve, or one terabyte. Yeah, right around. And the other uh, Silicon Motion drives didn't show up at one terabyte, right? They, they were did all not. At five these, these are
3: the first guys we're seeing that are making a one terabyte model.
0: And it's just a little bit less expensive on cost per gig. Mm-hmm. So four hundred seventy dollars isn't uh, like the steal of the century. But maybe you see these prices fluctuate some. Yeah, uh, you know, you look at some of the other drives, uh, like the M550. They're probably hovering around this same price. Yep, it's just most another. Time it's well. just
3: another drive that I would consider. You know, these guys are kind of going to be in a price war around Christmas time. They're all going to be trying to undercut each other, I imagine, Sweet. for sales. I can appreciate that. So I would certainly add. I would add those. And and as well as the SSD work and the Force LX to that list. If you have a little short list, you want to go through to find you know low cost per Whichever gig. Whichever happens to be the best yeah. price that uh, day. I suspect the ADAT is going to be you know f- for that particular controller. I think ADAT is going to run the lowest on pricing. Okay. Yep.
1: But for your money, would you say a one terabyte or two five twelve in RAID one or sorry RAID zero?
3: Yeah, if it's the same cost per gig, I would more often than not. Which it pretty much is here, right? Yeah. Yeah, so,
1: it, it's a uh, penny off.
3: You're just better off. You know, and not only that, but and then you get two license for, for Adata specifically. Their in the box stuff is much better, right? The other models we were testing, yeah, didn't yeah. necessarily come with cloning software or three and a half inch bracket or screws or you know, there's a little extra little tidbits that they throw in that make it kind of like the stuff you normally would expect yep. with an SSD in a box, right? Yep, I see it here. Um, the Adata models, they they give you everything, right? It's it's all the stuff you you would expect that the other guys seem to be cutting back on, especially like the the Force LX, all that was in the the box for those was just the SSD. Right. Right. Um, So you'd actually get two copies of uh, cloning software if you needed an extra copy for something. you get a second license because you bought two drives.
0: Don't you have to use it on a system with an ADATA SSD?
3: Not sure on that one. Can I I
0: give that to a friend maybe?
3: Maybe. Maybe. For, For that particular... I think it was just using like the generic... Acronis that was limited to cloning, yeah. right? It doesn't do a whole bunch of -of jack-of-all-trade stuff, but you know,
0: you're just getting extra stuff. Uh, So check out that review, ADATA Premier SP610 SSDs. Yep. I still feel like that word should have an E on the end. I think people are
3: just going to call it SP610. Okay.
0: Full capacity roundup. Check out that story at the wonderful website pcper.com. Let's jump into some news items here. Uh, First, uh, Jeremy, so I, kind of, I was gone last week, and so I started to kind of hear about this from uh, some outside observers. I'm curious, what is the deal with the story of the blowed-up X99 motherboards?
1: I, well, I mean, this was honestly the first one that I saw was Horonix trying to do their test with one that they'd bought themselves. And it was specifically an MSI X99S SLI, pli, uh, <laughs> SLI Plus. Um, and yeah. They plugged it in, and not even a second later, the magic smoke came out. As you can see from that picture, it it, uh, definitely left a couple of marks on it. Now, I'd originally sort of meant this as a, hey, look, it happens to the best of us. The first time you do (laughs) a motherboard and it blows up on you, don't just throw your hands up in the air and say, this is awful, I hate it, I'm going back to Apple. It, It happens to everyone. But then a couple other comments came in and it's actually looking like this is a small problem they're having with a couple of X99 boards that a couple of other reviewers have had too. So it's still really low incidence. We're not talking about, you know, 10% of them all blowing up, but there's been enough that, you know, people are starting to notice and it's not people repeating the exact same uh, antidote Hmm. over and over and over again. There's been a couple of sites that have had this happen. And, I mean, for the most part, they're being completely and totally honored. Uh, Buy it through Newegg, or I made it to Newegg. Uh, In this case, specifically, MSI contacted Pharonix to say, we're shipping this back, we want to take a look at it, see what's happened. Um, I've seen MSI reps sort of mention that. That that, kind
2: of looks like a mini Cyclops did a straight line (laughs) of his beam from that cap to the other big cap. Yep, just a little guy. Little little tiny... like collapse.
0: Yeah, you know, my kind of takeaway from this was, I, I now know personally of two instances where it has happened. I don't know if that's a lot, uh, but it's definitely something worth, I guess, keeping an eye on and uh, seeing if it becomes a problem. And I
1: mentioned it's not like you guys ever had to track down strange smells in the office.
0: No, no. Because it we, was
1: that day that I posted it.
0: We weren't running any X-99 motherboards that day, I don't think, right, Ken?
2: True. No, it was an old UPS.
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, Ken
2: okay. did bring in his girlfriend and announced.
0: She smelled like burning electrical devices? Oh, I get it. After. It's, it's a odd number, it. huh? It was his Arduino. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? With the USB attachment. Pulled <laughs> too many amps. Uh, let's move on to our next story uh, where we have some little tiny, tiny, tiny things powered by the signals that they read and send. Did you see this? Yep. What is this? Stanford and Berkeley uh, announced tiny signal-powered radios. Um, so one major issue is that you this is Scott wrote this up of course, you cannot shrink an antenna down infinitely. Its size is dependent upon the wavelength of EM radiation that it's trying to detect. Mm-hmm. Researchers at Stanford and Berkeley have announced ant-sized radio-on-a-chip devices fabricated at 65 nanometer which are powered by the signal that they gather. And you'll notice the what? It's amazing. Yeah. You'll notice the biggest thing relative on that chip is the, is antenna. the antenna. Yeah, this right? gold pattern <laughs> that goes around the yep. outside right there. The catch is because their antenna is on the order of a few millimeters, it's tuned for 60 gigahertz. Yeah. There are reasons I don't see me to be uh, devices operate this frequency. Processing that signal with transistors is basically a non starter, so they apparently designed a standard integrated circuit for the task. So, what do you think about uh, having ant-sized radios that are self-powered? Anybody? I don't think hey, that's goes signal's perfectly get with very mind far. control for roaches. Mind control for roaches, first option.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think a signal can get very far, though. Sixty gigahertz. Sixty. 60
0: gigahertz. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably like uh, no. They're like five talking five on the order of millimeters here. Yeah,
2: it's
3: kind of kind of directional and kind of you know. But
0: what if you just get a whole bunch of them within, like you know, you
3: want a mesh network of yeah. of uh, of, yeah. of artificially aware roaches.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just have enough ants or roaches in your This is only going to work in Manhattan. It it's like work. Joe's apartment. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Nope. Yeah. I just think it's impressive to see this. Wait this a signature. minute. Wasn't y Gig supposed to be 60 gigahertz?
4: That, like, alternate Wi-Fi spec someone's working on? I don't know. I, thought I don't of, know what I, 60 gigahertz stands out as a number to me. I don't know why. Uh, well, number?
1: I mean, Scott, of course, brought up the major physics problem with this, which is that's about the range that uh Oxygen vibrates at, So you're not going to get much undisturbed signal.
0: CIA listening devices, somebody in the chat room says.
1: No, no I'm I'll, telling you, there's that kit it. that lets you mind control roaches. You hook this up to it too. It's just going to be nothing but fun.
0: Nothing but fun. Uh, so um, if you remember a few weeks ago, I sold Twitch to Amazon for nine hundred and eighty million dollars.
3: You guys remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's, I remember, that. I remember yeah. you were torn on the decision for days.
0: But it, it took me a you while. You got ripped yeah. off. Uh, well sure. no, because uh, I also now sold my Minecraft server to Microsoft. Sweet. It was really good. Yeah. It had like six or seven houses in it and they all had <laughs> pools. All of them. So All the houses. They had hot tubs. Add hot tubs they, now. We added hot tubs. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, had like
2: three chests
0: worth of, you know, gravel and dirt. <laughs> uh, now that, uh, how do you, Mojang? Mojang. I don't think it's pronounced Mojang.
4: It's pronounced Microsoft. Now. It's, pronounced it's pronounced Microsoft. Microsoft.
0: So Mojang, Mojang sells to Microsoft for $2.5 billion. They mm-hmm. bought Minecraft for $2.5 billion. Did Scrolls ever come out? That was never a thing, was it? That never. It never took off. Was it actually released? I don't think it was ever released. I what don't was, think it was ever so. released. I don't think it was ever released. Uh, regardless, uh, Microsoft now owns that too. Uh, but they bought <laughs> Minecraft for $2.5 billion. Just destroys my brain. Inside. Well, it's because
2: they, they, they figure a lot of heads can be sold. And a lot of the pixaxes and and swords for marketing.
0: They're just going to go and start selling these at Toys R Us, like the phone heads and the things. Exactly. Do they? They're also
1: introducing property tax. So the bigger you build, (laughs) the more you're going to be paying.
0: So uh, what is maybe disappointing is that the founders, Notch, Carl, and Jacob, uh, will not be staying on as employees. And that's that's actually unusual, right? Usually, when like a uh, acquisition like this happens, like those guys go, "Oh, it's going to be the greatest, greatest thing ever." We're going to stay at this company, and, and almost inevitably, six months to a year later, the founders leave. And maybe they just
3: on. wanted to cash out.
0: Well, well clearly, uh, I think Notch had like a blog post where he talked about. Well, I mean, versus you know, I didn't really want to do anything big. <laughs> Turns out this was pretty big. It's pretty big. So now I have, now I just have buttloads of money and I'm just gonna go make crappy web games. And if it, if any of them become big again, I'm just gonna walk away. Well he can do that now. And it's like, well if I had two point if I had one third or let's just let's just say one tenth well, no, I mean, he did, of two point five billion dollars, I'd be able to do that.
4: He
3: was doing that because he liked it in the first place. Now he doesn't gotta worry about paying the bills.
4: He did he already didn't have to worry about paying the bills. Look like how much money he already made yeah, He already on had a ton of money. 50 to $100 the
3: million yeah. that they well, made well, yeah. just off the yeah. game. I mean, before he sold the game. That's yeah. my point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just but, made but, it but now he can fun. live his dream of being Scrooge McDuck with the swimming pool full of money. H- his quote Literally. is,
0: His quote is, If I ever accidentally make something that seems to gain traction, I'll probably abandon it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> He had a lot of issues with uh, being like a focal point for the industry and for indie devs, and he didn't want to deal with any of that stuff anymore. He didn't like people like commenting on every tweet he messaged out. Uh, so now he can buy a house in the woods, really big house.
1: Oh, place. no, he's going to go out and punch a tree and build it himself.
0: <laughs> uh, where's my – you should get my, uh, my Minecraft pig. I, I do have a Minecraft pig someplace. Minecraft pig. I have a Minecraft pig. That's all right. Is it bees? In less depressing news where we didn't make billions of dollars, let's talk about Visa releasing DisplayPort 1.3, mm-hmm.
3: which is pretty high-resolution supported, right?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, 5K. Have- 5K. 5K. You know Jeremy, it. you wrote this up. What's what's the What's the data
1: here? Well, you've got four different channels, each capable of 8.1 gigabits. If you can do math, well... That's going to be 32.4 gigabits, which is just insane. They've also, and as much as the the throughput totally amazes me, they're now able to team up uh, two of those to be able to provide 4K over a single DisplayPort cable.
3: At what refresh
1: rate? 60. 120.
3: I thought there was 120 in there.
1: Uh, I'd have to look back again, but I th- was pretty sure they were saying 4K at six, uh, 60 hertz.
0: Hmm. It does support the new 5120 by 2880
1: Yeah, a single Ultra Which HD, is what? What is 60 hertz refresh rate, 5K? 24-bit co- color it's over 5K. two lanes. Now, that's not to say you couldn't team up four on a single monitor mm-hmm. and get 120. It's also not to say you couldn't plug in two. Sure. And now, sure if we'll you have a couple okay. of Titans or 295Xs be able to do multi-monitor 4K display rate, which would just be gorgeous.
0: Uh, the new standard adds support for two, 420 pixel structure, a video format commonly used on consumer digital television interfaces, which enables support for future 8K yeah, by 4K displays. But
3: that's the one that looks really bad when you have, like, the color does weird blocking things. Mm. 420, yes. Yeah. It's not something you'd want to use on a desktop panel for actual, like, trying to read text. Like, pixel-perfect text, so to speak. Right? Huh. Like, the edge of a mouse cursor would look funny. Yeah. Just because of the way that it it does its, you know, its data.
1: It would look like the return video you're sending me.
3: Basically, like, each color... The color accuracy is only within, like, a four-pixel block. Oh, okay. Right? So that's that's what lets um, some of the 4K panels go 60 hertz now.
0: Was there any mention of... Uh, what do we call that thing? FreeSync or Dockport? No, adaptive dis- adaptive Sync.
1: Adaptive Sync? There was nothing about Adaptive Sync mentioned.
0: Oh. I assume that it will be in 1.3 if it's in 1.2a.
1: Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It, and so, same with FreeSync. Yeah. FreeSync is already done for 1.2a. It's not a new feature. Gotcha. The, the new feature, at least, that people, you know, it was announced almost a year ago Dockport, where with a single DisplayPort cable, you now can have a dock people were sort of meh about it and for the most part the bandwidth was admittedly limited with this 4K monitor and 2 USB super speed not a problem
3: yeah I mean because you're talking like Thunderbolt bit rates
0: yeah and stuff. Thunderbolt's up to 20 gigabits right now and yeah.
1: yeah and, and yeah. super speed is up to 10 but 8.1 come on this is not too bad
0: hmm.
1: if, 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 let me if ask you, you type one faster other than that, you're a mutant you should be on world's most amazing something or others <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Gotcha.
2: Uh Alan, when you touched the cable, was it hot at IDF? No. No? That's about the most anticlimactic thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> Sorry.
0: The corning optical thunderbolt cable? You should have seen no no no.
3: No. The uh forty the optical cable be hot. the forty gigabit. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: Ethernet,
3: yeah. The guy at the Intel booth looked at me kind of funny when I was just because I I had to get to the, the booth that was a couple behind that, and I just like as I was walking by, I just put my hand on the cable, and just kept
2: walking. <laughs> yeah. You you, you should have like put your nose to it and just snorted right yeah, just up. Like, it. <laughs> mm. yeah,
0: mm. Collecting data bits. <laughs> it's good stuff. So uh, DP 1.3. Uh, any idea on when we'll actually see monitors based on it or something? I guess not. Probably. Coming soon to a store near you. Fan Sweet. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of something that may be coming soon to stores near you, I don't know, There's some rumors going around about something called an R9 390X. Uh, Scott wrote this up for us again. Less than a year after the launch of the 290X, which actually seems like a really short span of time, considering how long we have gone between releases recently. Um, Is that just a shell? Yeah, so there, there's really, really early rumors, apparently, of this card where uh, it will be a single processor, single GPU reference card with an integrated water cooler. Uh, and some of the information we're on is like, is this picture right here? But that's got a fan hole. Thing right, right, well, so it. does the 295X2 has oh, a fan yeah, on yeah, still, true. right? Because yeah. you've got to curl, cool the memory and the VRM and all that stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, But this looks very, very similar, and there's a little opening up at the top here that would be for potentially those mm. water cooling things and then your power outlets would be there um and then the other piece of information was that Tech announced that it was working for an undisclosed oem a liquid cool design for them that um would uh continue Tech's success in the growing liquid cooling market and they even go into like this would be a substantial thing in q1 Hmm. 2015 for them, you know, it's kind of like as a public company, you make those announcements. And so they're, people are kind of putting the two together and deciding that, hey, maybe the 390X will be single GPU water cooled. Josh, what do you think about the idea of uh, like your flagship GPU, single GPU being water cooled now that we have seen how the 295X2 performs? Oh, he's. Mm, a water for people on the audio version of the podcast. He's pointing. Josh is pointing at a liquid-cooled processor, the 9590
2: from AMD. From AMD. You know, it it would kind of make sense because um, let me tell you, the Hawaii chip was incredibly dense, and it could put out a lot of heat. And have, have I mentioned that it's dense? And so the surface area was not that great. And as the reference coolers. Could certainly attribute to, or apply to or whatever, uh, they didn't do a great job in keeping the clock speed up and uh, removing that heat effectively without it downclocking. It wasn't until we got much more expensive uh, cooling solutions that uh, they were able to, you know, keep the performance where they kind of promised it. Uh, I know you had talked extensively about, uh, you know, boost uh, clocks and then after time, you know, the clock speed's just going down and down and down and down. When you have, you know, a a liquid cooler like this, it's going to handle quite a few watts of heat. And uh, they won't have to deal with a backlash of saying, hey, this, you know, R9 290X uh, was really fast off the block, but I'm playing games for five minutes and suddenly it's getting slower and, slower and slower and slower and slower and slower. So with a solution like this, if they get quite a few units from AceTech and uh, get a nice discount on it, they can avoid a lot of the bad publicity. They can also uh, keep a lot of other, other partners like Asus MSI, who will sell these uh, these you know liquid-cooled units as well, so they'll um uh,
0: you know, they're they're cutting a lot of risk off the table. But I mean so yes, we know that to be the case, but I mean so AMD's reference cooler for the two ninety two ninety X was bad, right? Like it was a bad yeah. cooler. Uh but their partners made perfectly fine air cooled solutions. Yeah, but that
2: was for a two ninety X chip. Yeah. What's going to be 390X? Are they going to use a 20 nanometer process that still requires a lot of voltage to be able to get transistors moving that fast in a product that is even more dense? Or will they have a 28 nanometer larger chip that is going to be just as dense as Hawaii, but a third bigger If that? Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do
4: with all that heat? So let's think about this from a consumer perspective. All right. If I were to buy AMD's flagship processor and their flagship graphics card, I now have to find a place to put two 140-millimeter radiators in my case.
0: 120, though. 120. But, yeah.
4: Like, I'm just thinking of how that would work. Like, you got the CPU block, and then you got the block coming off the graphics card. Though. I mean,
0: it does kind of limit, like, one of the things, even though it was a bad product and position and price and everything, the Titan Z was, was built as, hey, you could put this in a small form factor case because it doesn't require water cooling.
4: Yeah. And Which you can water cool in a lot of the small form factors. You can, cases if- but, it,
0: but it gets more difficult. Yeah. Right? So.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some you- of the, the higher end Corsair cases, like, you're talking 100 to 150 and above. You could easily do that with, but like a fifty dollar case no you're you're going to be hurting yeah. for space I, I even think some that.
0: of the bigger cases would be harder because the you only have you long. only have like yeah you, the, the length of tube you have off the is really true, you only get like puts it to that one yeah. spot on the back of the case, yeah. so you can't really go to the top
2: yep. well, well right. with the CPU, you can go to the top. I've done that
0: with the yeah, I mean I guess it depends if it's not too yeah. tall of a case yeah. yeah you might want to use the front for the GPU actually. Yeah, and then you got to—I don't know. Either I mean, way, it's limiting and like, it makes it more complicated. I, in the two ninety five X two, I actually liked the implementation with the water cooling. Right? Nvidia tried to, to tried to poo poo. It's like, oh, I can't believe they're using a water cooler, and it's like, yeah, but it's actually a good solution for this product. Yeah. Um, given how much heat it needed. To, yeah, and, yeah, and I guess I guess you know the expectations have been changing as stuff has been discussed and released and, and will be released about like how you actually make these things better products. So, uh, you know, again, this is just a rumor, so we don't even know if this is happening. But if it comes out and it requires it, then we'll have to have that discussion there. How much, like, are are they able to get that much more performance out of it because of it being water-cooled instead of air-cooled? And people that are so
3: diehard about it are probably the ones that are going to buy water blocks anyway, and they'll buy one card down, and then they'll overclock the crap out of it with a custom water block on it. Very
0: few people buy water blocks for GPUs. Like, very, very, very few people. But
1: this isn't a $300 GPU.
0: In theory, no, yeah.
1: There's no way it's going to be. If it is, I'm there. So there. But it's not going to be. Once you hit the high end, it doesn't seem such a bad thing. I guess. Okay,
2: let me me throw something else out here. Okay, go for it. These integrated, self-contained water cooling units are becoming much more popular, much more accessible... And therefore, they're producing more and more, which does what? I don't know. Lowers costs, I think you're going to want lowers to Lowers costs. So at their point, it's like, hey, we go to a Hey, you're selling this many amount of products. You know what? We're probably going to do X amount of these. I mean, looking at our, our previous versions that we've sold this amount to, what are you going to be willing to do? Because we have a very firm order. How much are you going to give us off? What can you do that for? Sure,
0: okay. I I don't. I don't even think it's a cost issue, right? Like I think a very good, uh, uh, not heat pipe. What's the term I'm, I'm using that uh, in va- vapor chamber mm-hmm. cooler is probably not cheap. Yeah, right to produce. Take cost completely out of it. It's just like the the mindset of the of the product, right? From what it is, I don't know. Maybe they they have a, a version of it that's like the same GP, like the three ninety. 5x or something like that is like you can get the same GPU air cooled and it's called something else because we have to run it a little bit lower clocks, or you can get it water cooled and it's you know this way. Uh, I don't know, we'll see sometime next year, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so the next story I will have to preclude myself from, however, you guys may all discuss. Uh, apparently, there are some leaks around the GeForce GTX 980. I've never, oh, heard, of, never heard of it, neither have I. Never heard of it, yeah. So, Jeremy, uh, Josh, what do you guys know about this uh, wonderful, potentially happening video card?
2: Anybody? Jeremy? Josh? Okay, fine. Fine. You want me to talk about it? I've seen a few leaks. I mean, I did, you know, spend a couple evenings with you in QuakeCon and CES, so I know all about leaks and you not being able to talk about it. It's a pretty embarrassing topic, so i like to leave it to somebody else. Well, it depends. But anyway... Uh, yeah, the GTX 980. It's a next-generation product based on Maxwell that we know about. It's going to have, what, 2048 stream CUDA units. It's uh, still a 28-nanometer part, but it uh, takes a drop-down in TDP. It's something like 160 watts to 175 watts, depending in there. It's like 2 by, uh 6 PCIe connections that is required so it's still around the same you know gtx 680 maybe a little bit lower but it's got a pretty significant jump in performance i mean we've seen with the gtx 750 ti uh there's a big jump in performance versus how much power it consumes and so this is that same architecture they've done a lot of things with power saving They've increased the size of the chip and the amount of stream processors. Still not as many as, like, a Titan or even a GTX 780, but it's still up there. And uh, when you include clock speed improvements and power consumption, it's starting to look like a next-generation part, but more in terms of power and performance rather than just overall performance. Jeremy, have you read anything else different that, oh, i thing. it's got a 4 gig frame buffer on a 256 bit bus that is clocked at 7 gigahertz effective, which is pretty darn quick.
1: It, it is pretty darn quick. But I, I the, the thing that sort of grabs me is that hey, NVIDIA finally said, oh, DisplayPort, this is a thing. Maybe we should put three of them on there. I wonder if people would like that.
2: Especially for their G-Sync monitors that requires... Yeah, I G- bet you know,
1: everybody. That they they we're going to be pushing out in the next... Before Christmas, we're going to have choices, as opposed to just the one model That'd that finally nice. has arrived. The extra yeah, HDMI you know, DVI we've, we've are great because... we've had
2: not any... Oh, let me talk over you some more. Because we've <laughs> okay. had not any articles about triple G-Sync monitors. Not a all. No. As far None. as I'm concerned,
3: it's never happened. No videos either. Nope.
2: Mm-mm. Nope. nope. Yeah, nor can no, drooling over it with his Adreno.
3: <laughs> I saw a comment somewhere, I don't remember where, but somebody was like poo-pooing on like, "Oh yeah, the G-Sync triple SLI doesn't even work," and like, I could just,
0: just shake my head and be like, "It doesn't work in the driver that is available today, right now, still that one." The, is the not- driver that is currently available in the public, it does not. Oh, okay. it's not a function. So they may, if they actually have three, then they're probably they may not be lying. They're probably just yeah. You'll me. have it soon.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a tomorrow. software issue, not a hardware issue. <laughs>
3: tomorrow, you'll have it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to say tomorrow. I don't know. I'm making that up. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks two weeks, Josh.
0: Today today is two weeks Coming to a week, Center near you. Tomorrow. All right. Let's. Uh, 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 all I'll say is for the end of this story, is if you bring back up my uh, screen here. Yeah, it's. Oh, that. If you want to learn more. Yeah, look at that. Hey, a- pay oh, that 18 GPU. numbers coming back again. <laughs> if you want to learn more. <laughs> you should just pay 9,
1: 18, things. 14, 24, hop.
0: All right, let's talk about IDF storage roundup, RAM and NVMe and IOPS and crap. Yeah. Oh my crap and stuff. So what are these what the what hell is this? Why is this why is that stuff on a dim why is that this on? A, is, is this RAM? No, is this it's not RAM. I have
2: not <laughs> seen a DIM that big since since my first SD RAM. In fact, I might even go back there and start digging it up. So, not uh,
0: it that
1: big. so, did it have the little controller chip in the middle though?
3: That is 64 gig of DDR3. Oh, on a DIM.
0: And what's that thing in the middle?
3: Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It's your mother. Some kind of controller. <laughs> okay, that has to do with probably. I uh, I would imagine it might be doing its own like refresh, like. Yeah. Because I don't think this host could...
0: So this is a yeah. showing of 64 gigabyte individual DIMMs. Can I plug these in my Z97 motherboard? I... Th-
1: <laughs> Do you have a hammer?
0: Did you... You might need... Did yeah. you ask for a
3: quad set? For, yeah, I need I need a quad set of this to because I'm going to make a 256 gig RAM disk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, come on, how many so, years
1: ago was it that we were complaining that too large of a pool of RAM would actually hurt your performance because the addressing got too complex?
3: Well, it actually hmm. does.
1: I mean, oh, well, it does. But it does. It's, so it's got to be a controller to sort of help that.
3: The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was interesting. Yeah. Was, it was DDR3. That's kind of right. old now, school. What's now, what's this right? one right here? So uh, SK Hynix, which we actually wrote a separate piece on earlier with the TSV. Uh, through silicon via through silicon via last week uh yeah. that's how they were able to stack dies much higher and so that's 128 gigabyte uh is it, is LR it, just, dim. Is it just me that like the, the there's much less chips on that one than the yeah but the chips are
2: like that, but it looks like tetris weird. and yeah. you probably have yeah. to play a song when you plug that into your yeah.
3: socket well they put them like that so that they can get the the board size small right they they staggered They get low prof. The, yeah
0: they get that low prof um, son so that
3: was cool too, right? You know, you're seeing like them kind of pushing the DDR4 tech pretty high already. And All then right. you go down to the next one. Kingston had a server with 256 gigabytes of DDR4 installed
0: and running, right? Well, that's only 228 gigabyte DIMMs though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's too, that's not impressive anymore. I know,
3: I know. Well, Okay. So let's go further down here. Right, well, okay. Another couple of slides Which there one? to that blue Oh, this PC. bluish one? Yeah. yeah, okay. So that was a different company showing, showing off LR LRDEMs. Yeah. That system had 768 gigabytes of RAM installed. That would be yeah, three and quarters. and
2: the company's name is ID10T. Three so
0: quarters of a You can a really terabyte. trust that. Yeah. Yeah, but you
4: can, <laughs> but you can get servers with, ter- with over a terabyte of RAM and DDR3 now. In DDR3, yeah. this,
3: this is, is only DDR, two socket
0: processors. This is DDR4, and I need a quad for that.
3: and the other a quad issue is that, nor- that normally you, you have a performance penalty when you start fanning out to that much yeah. RAM, right? Uh, so these guys claim to fame is that they they incorporate like registers on the data paths. Of the dims to allow for more fan out. Right, I wish Basically. all my
0: servers had sweet windows and blue light fans. <laughs> well, this was just you know to show yeah, the thing I'm all. just no, I wish they all had that. Like, um, imagine if you walk into like a server room and they're all like different LED colors. Yeah, some of them flickering. I get
4: it. That could only this isn't all, hackers. This could, <laughs> he wants <laughs> this he, he wants the film. He wants they're the not
0: playing now.
3: disco
2: in the background. Um, all right, and what else? What else? Am I all right, so
3: go down another couple, and then there's that hot cable. Which that one? josh was talking about which
2: one? hot cable
3: hot cable uh so right there oh. just a couple of simple little desktop pcs yep. what look like desktop well the desktop pcs but they have server hardware in them mm-hmm. uh go down to the next picture you'll see a uh p3700 uh, with a bunch the, of fans the two and a half inch version mm-hmm. those fans were running really slow they were just basically just barely moving air across okay. the cards because right. there were no other fans in those systems and it's technically server hardware Okay. So you kind of want some airflow. Yeah. So the card above those fans there is the 40 gigabit Nick. This guy right here. Yep. Yeah, that Fortville. guy right there. Um, say again? Fortville. That's the name of the Yes, silicon. Fortville.
4: Fortville?
0: Fortville? What? So, uh, gig?
3: so they had two identical systems, and they both each had a P3700. Uh-huh. And on one of the systems had running uh, basically two instances of Biometer. Mm-hmm. And one was accessing the local drive at 450k IOPS, and the other one was accessing accessing the remote drive via the 40 gigabit LAN at 450k IOPS. Pretty cool idea, right? It, this is not a thing that's like in production, but Intel basically just whipped up a stack, like a driver stack to go... So this is what? iSCSI,
0: is that what you're telling me? It's not. What is it? It's... Just, just some custom protocol they're yeah, using for accessing in, their SSDs it,
3: over 40 gig. Either. Yeah, they were just trying to okay. demo, like, look with the stack that's available for this networking technology, you can develop, you know, and build on it in this way and get extremely low latency. So the latency hmm. was, it added 8 milliseconds to the latency, God. but it was still able to get the same awesome. IOPS raw throughput. Huh. So, you know, also good stuff. All right, what's this? What's this thing? And then, uh, no, go up, back up. Yep. One more. Nope. Okay. This listen. This one. This one I was just so uh, then we had um, 1.5 million IOPS, and that was from the Microsoft Inbox driver on a pair of P3700s. The Inbox driver is just the driver that comes with Windows. Mm. So it's pretty good to see just the integrated driver doing that.
0: But Jeremy, as a, as our as one of our IT specialists, did you know the term Inbox meaning a driver was in the box, meaning it comes with the operating system? I. Oh, you heard that term.
1: Yeah, I, a, I
3: had never heard him just call it inbox. Like, with as the opposed to then driver. again,
1: I, I had a Dell rep utterly and completely speechless when he was trying to sell me uh, a front-end long-term storage device, and I referred to the drives in it as spinning rust.
3: Yeah,
1: and he's like, <laughs> what? Wait, what? What? Uh,
3: I bet <laughs> oh, he didn't like man. that. Poor guy. All right, so uh, then moving right along, uh, not to be nope, go for it. Outdone. Uh, new assist. Put together a system that within 8U of rack space. 1, 2, 4, 6, 8. Yep. Yep. It was clears. pulling off 11 plus million IOPS well, right in 10. front of us. It shows 10 because that was, well.
0: So this is an NVMe. It goes to 11. Look, it's So
3: it's basically each server is connected to a chunk of 8 uh,
0: P3700s. So this, this top 2U is. 24 P3700 SSDs. Yes, and like, you can see but it's but in like three subdivided uh, back planes there, yep. right? So I'm,
3: I'm guessing that they just have all of those lanes going straight to the motherboard on the next two-year rack down, yep. and then they just repeat that for the you know all three of them. But combined, they're able to pull off some insanely high numbers. Flashing lights. Yeah. I mean, each one of those two-and-a-half inch
0: SSDs is PCIe by 4 3.0. So this shows uh, System 1 at 3.749 million, System 2 at 3.7, System 3 at 3.7, and then combined 11.2. Yep. So oh, you could, with one-third of that, you could do 3.7 one.
3: million IOPS just with, like, one of those chassis, one of those servers, and probably even fit one of those cages just in the front. So potentially mm-hmm. you can get almost 4 million IOPS out of a 2U
2: r- server. Josh, what were you going to say? I wonder what kind of watts that's pulling. I mean, each card is not a whole lot, but once you start putting that much memory in there, plus the interconnects, mm-hmm.
3: uh, let's see, a P3700 draws
0: like. Well, keep in mind, this is not the PCI Express plug-in version. This is the. But it's electrically the same. Oh, is it okay for those? It's, so it would, it's it would draw the, the same, same power as, yeah. as.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah, it's they're both PCIe. Uh, by 4, 3.0. Connections. They're yeah, the just, connection is the same. They just like, physically look different. Yep. Okay. They just squeeze them into a different box, basically. Um,
0: yeah, I
1: mean... Are you it, it adds talk up. about the other hot swapping you saw there?
0: Uh, I fa- <laughs> we just put that on our PG-13 edition of the podcast. I, I would say that
3: those servers were probably drawing a lot more power than uh, the SSDs were, just from trying to crunch that many IOPS.
2: It's really Yeah, I was going to say, the chipset and CPUs are going to be Pulling yeah. some pow. Yeah. The only way to max out these,
3: these things, even one of those, you have to use more than a core. You actually have to use like three or four cores just to peg one P3700 completely on IOPS. So, hmm. yeah. They're basically you can just- do the
0: math. Oh, hold on. Wow, that got, wow. Jeremy. There we go.
3: Jeremy? Jeremy went away. Jeremy. He'll yeah. be back in a minute. Yeah.
0: So, that's... Uh, so, yeah. That was just all, you know... Kind um, of a roundup of, uh, the, of the final IDFs. Yep. Stuff's
3: and it made the commenter cream his pants a little.
0: We didn't really need to bring that up because that's that's on the PG thirteen version of this show too. But you know, we, re- we release that later. Okay, we do that later. Uh, Raptor, uh, otherwise known as AMD's partner for the Gaming Evolved application, uh, released the August edition of Top PC Games. Guess what's number one, Ken?
4: Uh, Dota.
0: Nope. Mm. That actually jumped from two to three. What? Jumped Minecraft. to three. Nope. Nope. League of Legends number one, of course, with 20% of oh. the total game time share. Hmm. Uh, followed by World of Warcraft, then Dota 2, and then Counter-Strike Go. So why do we even bother making new games, I guess, is a good question. Why do we ahead. even bother Well, you know what's really funny games. about that, now that I'm back? Yes. What's that? There's two We're games back? I
1: do not see on that list anymore.
0: Uh, Half-Life 2 and... Uh, no. No
1: watchdogs oh uh, yeah and the elder scrolls online
0: online yeah both
1: of which started out with like three or four percent of the market the month they were released
0: mm, yeah but i mean look, look at look, smite diablo 3 minecraft hearthstone bf4 oh, well, diablo okay 3 just had that big yeah movie. i'm looking i'm looking for games that are uh gpu intense you got battlefield 4 Warframe, eh, maybe a little... Civ 4 or, or Civ, Civ five, 5 to an maybe. extent. Skyrim used to be... I don't know what Crossfire is. I know what Firefall is only because of the jokes that people have told about it. So why are they making new GPUs? <clears throat> no know. one needs them. No one needs them.
1: <laughs> oh, you sound like a commenter. One <laughs> oh. of the best comments I saw all this week. They're playing the wrong games.
0: <clears throat> I was
3: going back looking for, looking for a date on something today and I pulled up a 2 terabyte drive view that I had done, and like the first comment was like, "I really don't see the need that we're going to need more than two
2: terabyte hard drives anytime soon." <laughs> it was only like a couple of years ago. <laughs> hey, you know what? Skyrim is not going to get off of that until the next true Elder Scroll single player, just because it has so many mods. It did fall from eighteen to, to four-
0: or from fourteen to eighteen this time, though. But so it's still,
2: close
1: it's to you know that's out. what 11. 11. 11. And Skywind is coming back soon, so yeah. that's going to pick up.
0: All right. Uh, trust me, I'm for that because I don't... Because you never played Morrowind all the way through. No, I did not, actually.
2: You are a loser. I'm
0: sorry. Yep. You sorry. are.
2: To
4: be fair, Josh, you finished it like a year after Skyrim came out. No, 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 no. Actually,
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, I was sorry, excited Oblivion. about Morrowind. I've just never finished Oblivion and Skyrim. Man, what a loser. But you oh, have I've that book.
1: those. I couldn't finish that. I Derek gave that Zager to my
2: phone. friend. I, I didn't even keep that book. Oh, I gave the book away. I know. It's like two-inch-thick Skyrim I, I, I book
0: from QuakeCon. You remember that? Yeah, I do.
3: I do. That's, That's insane.
0: What would you do with it?
3: I didn't play. I, I gave it to gave Josh. It I gave to my friend. I don't have that book.
0: You know why you don't need books? The internet. Yeah. All right. Uh, Micron launches the M600 SATA SSD... Uh, this is kind of interesting. So we don't have a review of it. They just kind Not of yet. made an announcement. Uh, but I found this uh, technology... Technology! ...switching between SLC and MLC kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, so uh, the dies, the micron 16-nanometer dies within this SSD mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can be dynamically switched between SLC and MLC. The whole die has to go at once. And how big is each die? The die is like, well, in MLC mode, 16 gig or eight gig depending okay right uh and then you would have to cut that in half again to go to slc or yeah yeah it isn't even half you just cut it in half to go to slc mode so it would have half the capacity but it would be slc speed right which is much faster for like random writes so and,
0: okay yeah. how, do, how okay so how do you sell a 500 gig drive yep that is sometimes going to run at 256 gig capacity, but faster. No, it doesn't just like... And it, then... Remember, go it goes one
3: die at a time, right? Uh-huh. So it starts off empty, right? Mm-hmm. You just bought it, it's empty. Most of the dies in the drive, save a couple that I imagine it's going to you know, keep in MLC mode, but most of them will be in SLC mode. Yep. So as you fill the drive, it, you just put your, it stores your data on SLC flash, right? And then as it starts to get full... Now, say you just installed like another 10-gig 10 10 gig game off of Steam or something, and that took you kind of towards 50% full.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
3: in the background, when the drive is idle, the controller looks at it and goes, hey, I don't have that much MLC left over here, and I'm kind of full on my SLC. So then it will unload SL- one of the SLC dies onto MLC, and then switch that die from SLC to MLC. Now it can add it to the pool of MLC flash. right? And it just progressively does that as it okay. becomes full. And then... Uh, from what they told me during the conference call and such that it can actually go the opposite way as well. In other words, like if you delete some things, the drive was full and you're like, oh crap, it's kind of right and slow. And you know, now it's really full. I need to, I just deleted three games, like freed up 50 or 60 gig. Then again, over time, it has to do this kind of as a background process. It'll kind of shift that stuff around again and it'll open up some dies and transition them over to SLC mode.
0: Well, so,
4: how will Windows like the drive capacity just randomly changing? No, it's not. How is it not?
3: Because it just show, okay, so it shows it up the show full up capacity. It will up as a
4: 500 gig drive. Now, but, say, so, so, let's say you installed this drive into computer blank and try uh-huh. to write 512 gigs to it.
3: Here's what happens. For the first half of it, it goes SLC speed. Okay. Then it drops to MLC speed for whatever MLC dies are left, which is like another 10% of the drive or so. But then once it gets to the point where it's like, oh, crap, now I'm, like, out. And yeah. you're kind of catching the drive with the with pants down, so to speak, which is not normal use, by the way. Nobody's oh, going to yeah. fill the drive completely like this. But the speed will drop, like, another good chunk. Because in the background now, while you're writing to the drive, it's doing this rearrangement of data. So, so
0: this is handled by the controller and the, the firmware. The controller and the OS does has this. nothing to do with Com- it.
3: Yeah. So it's going to write slower towards
0: the last, like, Forty so percent. This graph demonstrates that. Yeah, there's is, there's is actually a graph oh, okay. in there. Right, in so they show else. you if this is if you saturate it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. You're writing at like 450 megabytes per second for almost the first half of the drive, and then yep. it drops very suddenly. And that's MLC speed to about a hundred and something. Yep. Right, and then it would drop again to what well, looks to be pretty slow. It's uh, like for that fifty other or 40%. something. Yeah. Um, so. Here's the
3: good thing to look at on that particular chart, though, is that, uh, say this were an M550 128 gig, which is actually 128 gig is what that's looking at. Yeah. The write speed of a 128 gig M550 is that center section
0: the all the section. way across.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get a 450 out of that drive, right? Okay. Um. So... That's cool, right? Because, yeah. and as long as you gave it some time to do some rearranging in the background, every time
0: you threw another few gigabytes at this drive, it would go SLC speed. Is there, is there ever an instance where this drive would, in theory, have data both on MLC and SLC and your, yeah. re, your read speed is the same, though? The read speed is pretty much the same, yeah. So, but you would never be writing to MLC. You would only ever be well. Let me put that. That's it back. that's something we're going to have to evaluate because okay. you're saying like, okay, now some stuff has
3: been shifted to MLC. Now and the other half of it is in SLC. An SLC. And maybe what you happens write to you... the SLC
0: side or you yeah. write to the MLC side. Uh, I suspect
3: and... if you wrote over stuff that was stored in MLC, that the initial writes are probably going to SLC anyway. But that's yeah. something that we just have huh. to see what it looks like when we test it. That's it's going to be tricky to test. Don't get me wrong. This is we pretty much have to reinvent how we test solid state drives to be able to do this because it's not a generic caching routine. A lot of people were comparing this to the 840 Evo on other like publications that were talking about this drive. And because they saying, it has a small SLC static sized cache. Yeah. And they were saying, Oh, it has a bigger cache. No, it's not a cache. Like if you only used the first half of this drive ever, all of your data should be stored in pretty much SLC mode hmm. and stay there. Right. It doesn't right away offload it to MLC. Like you know, the Samsung A40. Yeah, so it's a cool idea. It's we're gonna have to look at it further and more soon. We should m- more, say more, more to follow. Yes, there's another another couple weeks before, like reviewers will be able to publish mm. results.
0: Okay. I think that's cool. It, just when we thought SSDs were done and boring, no, it's they think of other stuff. Yep. VNAND.
3: VNAND's good stuff. Too.
0: Switchable NAND.
3: Maybe maybe switchable V N
0: next. Oh my God, that explodes. That'll be that'll be cool. Uh, if you're not doing anything this weekend, or wait, no. Hmm. Thurs. Is it Thursday? It's Thursday. I'm tomorrow it has nothing to do with this weekend. Oh, that sucks for me. Um, <laughs> so tomorrow, Thursday, September eighteenth, uh, looks like at, at six night. six p.m. Yeah. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern time. Nvidia will be hosting Game 24, the first global celebration of PC gamers. Uh, this is uh, it's a, it's a, an event they're going to ho- hold if you um, if you're in Chicago, LA, London, uh, Mission Viejo, Indianapolis, Shanghai, Stockholm. I don't know why Indianapolis is in there. Um, they have specific events that you can actually go to and attend at certain times. Okay, uh, but the main thing of it is that they're going to be live streaming this. As they kind of go, like they're going to they're start hop from place to I place. I they're going to start in L.A., like started off in L.A. Yeah. And then roll as the time zones roll Along those cities, and like transfer the live stream. Uh, that's pretty coordinate. cool. Yeah, it's it's a pretty it's pretty an event. Uh, they have announced it. That highlights will include new product announcements from NVIDIA and game publishers. A Dota two Invitational tournament.
3: I wonder what those uh, with fifteen thousand dollars in
0: prizes. A, I like this the mod twenty four, the world's first twenty four hour live stream modding competition. Uh, it says completion, but I mean I assume that means competition will also be held. So that's pretty cool. The idea that you have twenty four hours to build. A mod, ready to go, and then we judge at the end. Sweet. Uh, there will be some famous modders there. There will be uh, uh, two world records will be broken. I don't know how you prefer. Uh, maybe they'll be broken. Otherwise, they've already been <laughs> they broken. They must know that they already can break them. Uh, special yeah. guests will Special guests will include uh, Jay from, uh, what's his last name? Um, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, but that's not his last name. That's- yeah, I know. I can't believe I'm blanking on it. But Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, sweet!
1: Not Reese. Uh, no, it's,
0: No, it sounds. It's like, like no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heard Uh
1: Muse, Jason Muse.
0: Jason Muse. Thank you. Uh, Cosplay Queen Chloe Dykstra. Oh boy. X Mythbuster Grant Imihara. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy creator Kurt Sutter. Also appearing will be uh, other people that I don't know. I do apparently know. A-
1: they used to be on G4. Oh,
0: uh, I do know Alex Albrecht, but I don't can't say i recognize the other names but anyway um it should be a cool event i I mean it goes through a lot of it while i'm sleeping so i probably (laughs) won't be watching all of it but i guess that's kind of the point um but uh if you go to what's the url game 24.nvidia.com i guess is the place you can go to find out information and if you are in one of those areas you can probably still go and attend publicly amd has already publicly announced that they are sending their amd red team members to the event whatever i mean it's a public event they're allowed to go okay then go right support i just it's you know i don't know make sure gaming is
3: gaming have fun make sure you wear your red t-shirts i mean what if nvidia launched something that just
4: creamed everything is is there going to be like a street brawl like wouldn't
0: wouldn't that be (laughs) yeah i get some uh, (laughs) yeah they're gonna be everybody starts going in a circle and snapping their fingers (laughs) (laughs) I would actually pay to see that on the stream. <laughs> yeah, more than anything else, are going to show. So uh, check that out tomorrow if you are interested in that. Uh, we'll end up on a couple of quick stories. Uh, Windows nine is apparently going to be a thing relatively soon. Yeah, for there's the, a beta coming out on the thirtieth, right? For the enterprise, they're having an event on the
3: thirtieth. I don't know if there's a beta coming out. I've heard that there's a beta of the consumer end, like a public beta. Oh, really? It's supposed to be that soon, spot. huh? Yeah,
0: it seems odd. You
3: know, they're going to do stuff like put the start menu back
0: because
3: people keep Dang. adding it themselves cares you know and start stuff like that the big deal. and like something like live tiles in the start menu if you want them like with weather and crap and there's been a few videos floating around of like you know
0: yeah cool. so there are there are a couple of videos and some screenshots that are filtering out um, you can run the apps within a window and desktop mode if you have a
3: regular pc and not a touchscreen. that
0: kind of thing you know, uh, cool okay stuff. okay you know i i, I I'm very curious to see what that would turn into, what Windows 9 does. Will I don't know. It, will you have to have Windows 9 to run DirectX 12? With Windows 8, they ran a they
3: did a whole bunch of cool blogs about like here's how we're doing our storage technology and here's how our what yeah. my, they did like in depth stuff. And I'm hoping that after this event, they'll start doing that for Windows 9, and you'll be able to, you know. I hope there is transparent because there was a lot of cool stuff under the hood of Windows 8 that nobody really knows. It just mm. makes everything run faster, right? Right. So
1: maybe
0: we'll finally well, get all that the guys that worked in
1: screen, so thing. they couldn't get to it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's because the touchscreen stuff nobody. What
0: knew. was the name of that uh, database-driven file structure that they had? Which Win, one? Uh, oh. Storage WinFS? No, no. WinFS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that never <laughs>
2: happened. Ne- <laughs> never actually. It never turned actually. into refs.
0: Which is, Wait, didn't didn't yeah.
2: ZFS? Isn't that database driven? ZFS, yeah, not really database. I don't, I don't know the answer. I about. mean, kind of, mm. sort of, but not. It's I a file really system.
3: Know. It's, you know, technically every file system is a database, but yeah, but yeah. depends on how you call it a database, right?
0: I want to be able to search my computer like I search Google. Is what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, no, that's not ZFS. Doesn't do that. I want to do that.
0: Microsoft uh, announces. So I think this this uh, drivers came out. Like in June, I guess, but now they have an official supported. Microsoft wired Xbox One controller for Windows. Yep. It's got, it comes with a fancy USB cable. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Look at the light on it and stuff. So,
3: is it like still you can use a regular Xbox One controller just with the USB cable and just plug it in and just. Yeah, but the, the, same the, as
0: that? the wired Xbox 360 controller was a hardwired wire. This looks like it has a plug in, I guess. Okay.
1: It's detachable?
3: Maybe it has a. Maybe it's a break free. Uh, like a.
1: I don't know. You know. I don't know.
3: Like when someone tripped over your cord. Thing.
0: Let me see. Let me go. To, let me go to the Microsoft Store here and see what we got.
2: Well, oh, sixty dollar.
0: Details. Oh, look! It is detachable. Oh,
2: detachable cable.
0: Is that like magnetic like the or something?
2: Like song. <laughs> mm, King Missile. Enjoy
0: hey. a powered and reliable connection with a wired controller. No need to charge batteries. Oh. Okay.
1: If your TV is too far away to hit, don't worry. The cable will detach when you throw the controller.
0: <laughs> the 360 controller. Oh, they do still have the wireless. I well, like how it was 39. Oh, there is a wireless. Yeah, for the 360 controller, okay. not for this. But also, oh, they're still selling
3: the. 360 they're very similar. Controller. I mean, or look
0: not. at that guy. Look how much fun he's having. It doesn't it's make any happy. sense. He's got a surface. Doesn't he look happy.
3: Without that makes. He's no sense. playing on a surface, like, isn't he? He's, he's got, got.
2: You could get. Hey, the he's got the colored candles in the background. That's Ooh. nice. I bet they smell nice. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it seem a little
3: backwards? You can still get the What's 360 controller wireless. It'll
0: go away. It'll, but, be, it'll be EOL. But it's better. Eh, I disagree. It's wireless. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. eh, whatever. Okay. You're sitting at your PC. What does it matter if it's wireless or not?
0: Well, you oh. can use it for, like, I mean, I used it Steam in, like, big picture mode, right? Not so if it's, it's wired. wired.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, not if it's wired. That's my point. Which right? means you
0: get a Couchmaster, and you have Ooh. that extension cord <laughs> going, going through that, and you just plug it in right there. Ooh. You know I haven't seen about. the Couchmaster in a while. Well, I have a surprise for you later. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I'll be over at about ten thirty. Um, let's get into our hardware software picks of the week. Um, so oh, here's mine. Corsair sent us a couple of these. So remember the last time we were talking about we wanted to cover this whole surface with mouse pads, <laughs> and we tried to ask for the biggest mouse pads we could be we could get sent. Uh, and Corsair submitted some for us. We actually they just showed up a little bit late. Um, so if you need a really big mousing service and you don't feel like buying an eight foot by four foot sheet of neoprene. Uh, or a ripper XXXL or whatever the whatever, whatever yeah. I I've, yeah. I've
2: got one of those These? out on my table. Do you want me to go get it?
0: No, the Corsair MM200 extended edition. Wow, it's like a widescreen mouse pad. So this is you've got the compact, you have got the extended, you have got the standard and you got the wide. Like look, like you can well, do Which wide. one was that? This is oh, the extended. Oh, you got
1: to go for girth more than length.
0: No, this is the length play for sure here. This is the extended so desktop tall. design. It's this wide. What, by that tall long. Yeah, by, sure. By, yeah. Uh, I can give you the exact dimensions, probably. Uh, we're looking at... But it's metric. Maybe 930 millimeters by 300 millimeters by 3 millimeters. And it's only 35 bucks.
3: Actually, I think that's about as much as the Ripper XXL.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can get the smaller version for 999
2: 999 $9. $9.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, you guys are the worst. Uh, low friction textile surface, gaming optimized surface texture, non-slip rubber base. These are all important things. So, in other words, it's a mouse pad. It's a mouse pad. It's a cloth <laughs> mouse mat, is what it is. And it's you know, it's long. It's like made to have your keyboard sit under it, and then yeah. the mouse off to the side. It's like a blotter. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 pretty nice. Ken actually opened one up and put it on on his desk as well. So, and it's you know, if you want to take a nap. Like, if you don't like the hard surface of, you know, like, say, this yeah. metal table. It absorbs or your maybe drool. it's cold and you don't want... And not know, only
2: that, but the, the black really brings out the white in your excretions.
0: Yeah, your drool and stuff just... Mm-hmm. Man, it's the best. Drool. Drool, I said. Josh. <laughs> drool. <laughs> Come on, Mad Dog. Let's do this. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> what do you got for us? He's too busy
1: laughing
3: at Josh.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's okay. That was a no, good one. It's, no,
1: it's okay. Right. I'm looking up your Couchmaster review, which was actually a pain in your spine.
0: <laughs> Talk <laughs> about a match no, made in I've heaven. I've killed this Josh. Is un- this is unrelated. <laughs> These are unrelated things. <laughs> oh dear lord! All right, what am I looking
1: okay? At? I, I've got to pick a uh, volumental. Go on. I, I- I, and I must apologize because the original article that I saw called the Volume Voice. It is not. It is volumental. And what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the brand new technology on the Intel laptops that uh, one of us might have seen recently called RealSense. Which actually does depth uh, as well as just video. Right. And so what they've done is they've paired up with a company called uh, Play. P-L-A-E, which does kids' shoes that you order over the internet. Now, ordering kids' shoes over the internet is a really dumb idea, because how in the hell are you (laughs) going to know how they fit?
0: Yes, I agree. Well, if
1: you can scan your kid's foot, all of a sudden it's going to be a a, a custom made last, or it's probably not going to be a very custom made last, because I actually had a chat with uh, one of the PR reps from them, and they're not thinking Seville Row, they're, they're thinking Oxford Street. So, higher end, but not bespoke clothing. So you scan your foot, they figure out the closest match that they've got in the way of last. Oh, they make a shoe and ship it out to you. Uh, it's going to be as good as if you went to a store and got it fit. They're already talking with a bunch of different retailers, so yes, you can start to expect to see other types of clothing um, that you scan yourself and send it to them. And they're able to build a model off of it, and boom. That's Let's pretty cool. clothing. It's also going to lead to a much worse faffening where their body is totally 3D scanned, but that's for the future. For now, you can pretty much get fitted clothing, at least for your kids. And in the these. future, probably not, the too, not too distant future, for yourself, just by standing in front of your computer
0: I really just want Velcro and shoes. sending off
1: the measurements. I really think this is a neat idea.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Can I, is it, am I too old to have Velcro shoes?
1: Yeah, you're never too old. Thank they
4: you
0: have never shoes. too old. Thank you. I knew I could get. In fact, Josh. as you get older, you're going to
1: start to
2: want velcro <laughs> shoes
0: again. Indeed, indeed. All right, Josh, your turn. Um,
2: <clears throat> you know, if you're one of those people who are interested in FM2 plus platforms, like the new ASUS uh, ROG Crossblade Ranger, and you want a CPU, what?
1: With Landguard,
2: flound up. Yes. Uh, This might actually be a kind of interesting processor for such a product. If you're going to be willing to spend $150 on a motherboard that has all kinds of nice features on it, you're more than likely going to have a video card. So you can have this processor overclock the beans out of it. So you can have it. And have it with you, with your glasses (laughs) and your shoes. So, and, uh, you know, uh, they were not out of stock when I last saw it, but the price is nice. It's inexpensive.
0: 84 bucks.
2: 84.
0: Probably going to go lower.
2: It does not have the integrated uh, graphics, which is kind of a bummer when you start thinking about HSA stuff. But how much HSA software is out there at this time?
0: Pretty close to none. Plus, there's no HSA-enabled driver. No. Anyway, uh, okay, Alan. All right. So uh,
3: when back when storage spaces came out, when Windows came, it oh, came out. That was a thing. Uh, it seemed kind of cool, but there was some stuff that I was kind of poo-pooing on it about. It's not very nice. Uh, well, things like uh, it didn't have the equivalent of RAID six-style parity. All you can do is mirror, or you could do RAID five. But that's only single drive failure tolerant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you do a mirror, you have to have twice as much hard drives compared to, Mm -hmm. you know, what your storage. Mm -hmm. But there was no in between, right? There was none of that RAID 6, which can handle two drive failures. Okay, okay. So, uh, kind of, you know, just researching stuff and looking back. Turns out 2012 R2 server uh, added that.
0: Added RAID 6-ish.
3: It's called dual parity, but it's the same as RAID 6. Of course it's called something different. Well, RAID 6 is technically dual parity. That's what it Mm -hmm. is.
0: Um. So
3: other stuff cool too that kind of makes it uh, even more Drobo-ish, if you will, is that uh, it doesn't need hot spares to do an automatic rebuild. Hmm. So all of the drives that you have, you can put in, put to use. And then you might ask, well, what happens when a drive fails? Well, it just as long as there's enough free space left, it just does what a Drobo would do. It just like re-distributes uh, the data among hmm. the remaining dri- good drives, right? Uh, which is especially good for storage space because it means it's less data that it has to actually move around, right? Because the data is not necessarily on all drives at the same time right. with the way storage space works. Um, and there's other stuff like write-back cache, and then there's especially another cool thing called storage tiering, which is you can add a couple of really fast SSDs along with your big batch of hard drives. And as long as you tell Windows, hey, that's a, you know, it's like a fast tier, then what it ends up doing is, uh, I think it's nightly that it actually does the job. But it looks at the array, sees what stuff is very frequently accessed, and then it will move it over to the solid state tier, or at least duplicate it on the solid state tier. So that when All you right, go, that's to, pretty cool. Yeah, when you go to access it, you know, it's kind of like hybrid, but on like a terabyte scale, right? On an enormous scale. Yeah. For, for kind of like a hybrid drive. Um, so yeah, you know, it's cool stuff. Uh, might be worth looking at if you were the kind of IT person that listens to us, and you would be a fool kind of poo-pooed on uh, you know storage spaces yourself, like like I did initially. Uh, it seems to be uh, catching. If up you were and, if
0: you were building a NAS, if you were building a NAS box,
3: would you use this now? If you're building a NAS box with, I would say with a decent number of drives. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily use this for like just a three or four hard drive NAS. Okay. Right. This is for more than that. This is like 8, 10, 24 okay. drive kind of deal. And
0: if you get a copy of this operating system, it's going to be a lot, too.
3: It's a lot of money, too. Yeah. So, if, so if you're building something that you would spend $1,000 for a license for yeah. Windows okay. Server, All right. All right. that kind of thing. That's
0: still cool. Do storage spaces exist in normal Windows?
3: It, it does, but not with those not with extra these bells changes. and whistles. Okay. Yeah. You maybe, do have a, we'll a, see that
0: with Windows 9.
3: I'm hoping that with Windows 9, at least, they'll just just add the dual parity. That's really all I would say that they should add. Yeah, pull pull that feature from this and put it in the in like Windows Nine Pro or whatever the equivalent is. Mm -hmm. So that way, if you are doing a, you know, then I would say install it on like your any kind of home server thing where you would have used RAID six. I would say use that instead because as a file system, it's pretty dang robust. When you when you do REFs and you go to run Check Disk and it says you do not need to run Check Disk on this volume, (laughs) it does. It actually tells you. It's like nope, just you do not need that. And then you go, You do
0: not need that. And you walk away. Yes, sir, computer. Yes, sir. Yeah. Just all right. Uh, that's going to be it for the show this week. Um, thanks for hanging out, guys. com slash podcast is the URL where you can find all of our back, es- back episodes, RSS feeds, and information on how to subscribe. Uh, PCPort.com slash live is where we do the show live on Wednesdays. Eh, we try to do it about 10 p.m. Uh, I do did have an email in from our CDN that says there was a temporary routing issue, and that's why we went to that weird server Hmm. at some point, and our latency dropped from 177 to 62 on that round trip. So uh, maybe we'll test that after we're done. Uh, And um, I guess that's it. Make sure you check out pcper.com. We have lots of stuff coming up. We have, we've had the last two or three weeks have been super busy, as you can tell from our podcasts. And uh, I'm going to guess if you stop back on Thursday night sometime, you'll see some pretty interesting uh, reviews and, and videos going up. And then after that, Ryan can finally well. get sleep. Yeah, after that, I'm just going to go, I think, Saturday. No, maybe Friday. No, Saturday. I'll have to do stuff on Friday. I'm just going to go, like, sit down in the hot tub and just stay in there all day. See how pruny you're going to be a prune. Get. Yep, that's the goal. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'm Ryan Shrew. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Early. Josh Walbrath. I'm Alan Malontano. <laughs> Bye, guys.